With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a podcast from WOR. This is the Page Publishing Book Club. How you doing? How you doing, Robbie? I'm your host, Alice Stackton Rossini. Over there, all the way on the other side of the room, is my engineer, Rob Barrett. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Over there on the other side of the radio beam is you. You, my page publishing book club faithful, and you, my friend, are in for it. Yes, you are. (laughs) Oh, you're here for the Mets game? Sorry. (laughs) No Mets game tonight. No, sir. Now, tonight we have a a whole new crop of first-time authors, and I got to tell you, Rob, there's no end in sight. I mean, everybody's got a story, and where are they going when it's time to get that story published? Right here. Yes, 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 and I'm not going to tell you why, because they'll tell you why. I don't even have to ask half the time. They just tell me how happy they are. What are you going to do? But uh, you got to get here. And no one is more thankful that she had a book to read every single day while she was growing up than Maradalyn Trimmer. Great name, right? Maradalyn. Because it inspired her to be a writer. And now she's making her dream come true in a big way with the publication of her first sci-fi novel. It's called A Breed Apart. Maradalyn, What's your story? A conspiracy theory tale, um, science fiction, about the aquatic humanoids that I like to believe exist, and I hope that a lot of other people believe exist. Particularly two doctors, scientists, who discover a beaching, a mass beaching of aquatic species all over the world, and decide to go in search of what caused the aquatic beaching. And in the process, they discover a lot more than they bargained for. So it's a tale of adventure, and it's got a little romance, a little, little intrigue, a little mystery, a little bit, of, a little bit of everything for everyone. It's for my first novel. I'm, I'm very, extremely proud of it. Um, I intend to have a second out before too long, and many more to come. But for the first novel, I couldn't be more proud. Is this something you've always been interested in? You've always thought about, or from as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a writer. I wrote my first book for my dad at age six, and growing up, we didn't have a lot of of anything. Actually, we grew up in a garage most of the time without electricity, sometimes without even heat. So on nights when there was nothing else, the most exciting part of my brother's and sister's evening was Marita would tell a story. And each and every night, my stories became, you know, part of the, the center point of their lives and an escape for them. And I think that's when I realized that, that writing was just, it was just a wonderful way to help others escape whatever reality that they were sitting in. And I believe that's what books have always done for me. Yeah, I do love to write and I do love to read. So, um, but this is the first book you've published. So you waited a few years to publish something. I did. (laughs) I did. I kind of let life happen. A life less than ordinary happen. And then one day it was like, what are you doing? You only get this one life. You only get this one chance here. You're as young as you're ever going to be at this exact moment and as old as you've ever been. I certainly think it's about time 
to get on with your dream. And I quit my job and decided to write the book, and so I'm not stopping until it's all the way to the end. And the hard part's over. I'm a published author. The hard part's over. You quit your job? Just one day I was like, you know what? No matter how desperate it gets, no matter how bad it gets, I'm not going to stop until this book. And if somebody tells me, you cannot write, girl, you need to give it up, go get a real job, or I was going to get published one way or the other. And I really did not see in my mind that it was not going to happen. That takes a lot of guts, I have to tell you. I can't tell you how much guts it took. You know, since I've published, I've heard so many people say, oh, I've thought about writing a book, or I wanted to do this, or I wanted to do this. Man, I, my best advice for anybody is do it. You know, it may be desperate for a minute or two, but if you really believe in what you're doing and what you're, and what you're aiming for, you know, you only get one life, and wouldn't it be great to just be doing what you want every single day for the rest of it? Don't settle for what somebody else thinks your life should be or let your life just aimlessly along without direction or purpose. And it's, it's like I said, life less than ordinary. Don't live it. But now you have to sell it. That's the next step. I'm actually leaving for 16 states. I'm going to drop my fire off at every bookstore and every comic book shop and all along the way in 16 different states. I've been saving I've been working at uh, managing an RV park and just doing whatever I can do to get some money together and save some money up so that I could get out there and, and notice, make people notice it, and then, yes, hopefully sell it. And then then I can quit this job. It's not, it, you know, it's not exactly full-time, but it still is taking up a lot of time from, the, from my writing. And then just write full-time. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Man, you go, Moretta Lynn Trimmer. I tell you, you're an inspiration. I don't know, you know, about everybody quitting their job. Rob, should we quit our jobs? Oh, wait a minute. We're already doing what we love. That's right. No, seriously. That is risky stuff. You you know, but if you can do it, you should. You absolutely should. You know, there are some truths about America and, you know, about some of our country's most famous people that you might have a hard time wrapping your head around, but they are truths nonetheless, or at least they ring true to some people. And Timothy Murdoch went to great lengths to unearth some of them for his book entitled A Surreal History of America. Timothy, what's the deal here? How I originally became interested in writing this book goes back to 1972. Uh, at the time, I was an undergraduate at John Jay College there in New York, and I saw this strange movie called uh, uh, Reefer Madness. And I was totally fascinated by, you know, some of the things that they had to say about marijuana usage way back in the 1920s and the 1930s. After that, I went to college, went into the military. And then when I got out, the entire idea came back to me right after my sister's funeral when I was talking to one of my nephews who lives in Colorado. And marijuana is legal out there. And I was shocked by people just driving around and smoking in. Down here in South Carolina, what they would call a nickel bag gets you three years in jail. So I decided to start researching the movie Reefer Madness itself. And I found out that uh, it was financed by William Randolph Hearst. And at the time, William Randolph Hearst was one of the leading paper manu manufacturers in this country. But somebody found a way to make paper a lot cheaper 
using hemp. Now, hemp has been produced in our country since the days of George Washington, and that's when he started his whole campaign against growing hemp and, of course, the female plant or marijuana itself, you know, the plant that contains THC. Uh, As a result, many laws were passed where the Mexicans who had been growing hemp in the southwest portion of of the United States were kicked out of the country. And so after that, I started researching it a little bit more, and I, and I started going into the history of our country and some of the rather odd behavior of some of our leaders and how they reacted. And I began with the American Revolution. One of my favorite characters in American history, even though he's not an American, was Alexander Hamilton. Why did Alexander Hamilton leave his lush plantations in the West Indies to join Washington uh, in the American Revolution? That's where the book actually starts taking off. It's called the Charleston Weed Party, as opposed to the Boston Tea Party. And... Quite honestly, in my viewpoint, there's no way we should have won the American Revolution. It goes from there to the American Civil War. And despite what most people may not know, usage of marijuana and growing marijuana in the South was rampant. That's why I came up with the idea of um, Sherman's March Through the Weed. When I researched that, I found out several things about the great emancipator, Abraham Lincoln, who actually didn't emancipate anybody. So you try to bring out the things about American history we don't normally study in school. If people examine the history of our country, many of our leaders did some very, very strange things that defy explanation. Okay, well, you know, um, I do believe our leaders did some very strange things. They are, after all, human, just like our leaders of today. Um, Definitely some interesting research you got there, Timothy. Thanks. A college professor for 20 years, Frank Luna was raised a leftist and slowly evolved politically while coming to the realization there was bias in the classroom. That's what his book entitled Scattering the Icons is about. Frank, you say you read a book in college that made a big impact on you. Um, The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And it set me on a completely different path. And utilizing that source and the other ones that I have in the book, it showed me a completely different picture of these so-called progressive countries that are, in fact, uh, not helping the worker, but are, in fact, oppressing them even further. And so that's what set me on a new path. And if you read the book, you'll see I lay out in very great detail the uh, atrocities committed by these Marxist leaders in places such as, of course, the Soviet Union, China, Cambodia, and also Cuba, which was, of course, you know, my idol and my dream state as I uh, was uh, growing up. So the bottom line, when I, um, when I was done with my research, I realized that the tally from communist countries, from Marxist countries, was over 100 million dead. And I was told nothing about this by my professors. Right? It was uh, a completely biased classroom and environment. And it's not only at Fresno State, I discovered, and doing more research, I realized that this is pervasive throughout the United States, that most of the professors, even though Marxism in many parts of the world has now been discredited, 
uh, most of the professors come from the left, and and certainly what is lacking in the American uh, public university system and colleges is some sort of balance, right? Some sort of balance between the left and the right. And that's when I decided to go into the teaching profession because I saw what was happening in the classroom was not diversity, was not education, but in fact was the opposite. And in the book, if you read uh, the second section, it, in detail it shows how I try to provide balance on both sides. So I cover elements like the very controversial uh, atomic bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of World War II, and I try to document both sides. I also include uh, veterans in uh, the Vietnam War, how the American GI was treated not only back here at home, but of course how it was portrayed in the media. I try to give a balanced approach in my classroom. It, it, is, it is geared toward the academic community, but at the, I wrote it for the general reader as well, right? It, at the latter half of the book, I include uh, stories about in the trenches trying to help students, some of them, of course, very heroic, some of them kind of quirky, some of them that impede the uh, academic process in the classroom, you know, things such as texting, modern technology. That is, uh, It also includes trying to stand back and, and seeing both sides of the argument, and that's how I think real diversity is occurs in the, in the classroom, right? A healthy debate and not being stifled because of your point of view, I think that's going to provide for a better academic environment throughout, not only at, at Fresno State, but throughout, of course, the entire academic community in the U.S. All right, Frank, and with that, we are going to take a quick break coming up, a tale of two dolphins, the case of the missing egg, and the story of a rescue dog who's giving back in a big way. Do not go anywhere. This is the Page Publishing Book Club. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then now's the time to call Page Publishing at 800-204-6099 and do it immediately. You see, they're looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review most of the books submitted to them. And they'll even give you their feedback. And if they like what they read, Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, and other outlets. They'll handle everything. Copyright protection, printing, cover art, publicity, and editing. So if you've written a novel, a children's book, a cookbook, inspirational work, a book of poetry, or biography, and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-204-6099 now for your free author submission kit. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call for your free author submission kit. Call Page Publishing at 800-204-6099. Welcome back to the Page Publishing Book Club. I'm your host, Alice Stockton Rossini, along with my engineer, Rob Barrett. There are dogs... And there are dogs who give back in a big way, dogs like Max. The dog Catherine DuVenci rescued, and uh, he's the subject of her book entitled A Day in the Life of Max. Hi, Catherine. What kind of dog are we talking about? Uh, he's very unique looking. He's an old English sheepdog with a haircut, and um, he just loves other dogs and other people and always has to meet and greet so I thought he would make a great pet therapy dog. So we went through the certification with Pets for Life. So now he's a certified pet therapy dog. And he's like a gentle giant. And um, one of the places where we volunteered was a child and adolescent psychiatric facility. And he was a big hit, especially with teenage boys, because he's so big, you know, they could 
wrap their arms around him and hug him, and he loved it, and they loved it. And recently, we've been doing the READ program, it's R-E-A-D, where we go into um, a library, and um, kids that have trouble reading out loud in school come in, and they read a book to Max, and Max just lies there and listens to him, and they they really enjoy that. Uh, So this is a story about how Max spends his day helping others. Yes, I originally got the idea to have a book about Max so that they could see what Max does outside of his volunteering. And so that's why I say it's a day in the life of Max because, you know, we're, we're at the dog park. There's a photo of him with his big head sticking out of the window in my little Honda Civic. And it says, this is how I roll. And that is pretty much how he rolls. And it's also, I think it's a good book for um, parents of children that want to get a dog or a pet because it shows the, the responsibilities. It shows us going for walks and to the vet and Max volunteering. And so I think it will help parents show their kids, you know, that having a pet is a lot of responsibility and you need to do a lot of things for and with your dog. You take this dog to libraries and kids are reading to the dog. Are you able to tell them about this book? Um, yes. We haven't done any book signings yet. I hope that we can, but we haven't set that up. It sounds like you're already in touch with the kinds of people who might be interested in this book. Will there be Will there be more books about Max? Yes, I really want, want to do a series. The next book I'd like to do is Max with service professionals like police and fire and EMTs and those service professionals that you know, help society. Nice, Catherine. Looking forward to that. Edward Kozak wanted to bring some sunshine into what he believes is a very dark world for children. It's why he wrote Willie and Silly, the Magnificent Dolphins. Edward. It's about two dolphins, magnificent dolphins for children. Correct. Well, there's so much negative going on in this world, you know, crime and violence. That's all I see on TV. And I was always for cartoons like Bugs Bunny and, you know, Daffy Duck, Tom and Jerry. You know, those were fun cartoons. And what I'm seeing now for children even, you know, like Family Guy. You ever watch that? I thought it was a cartoon. You know, boy, it's filthy, that stuff. (laughs) Well, I don't think Family Guy is for kids. But at the same time, it gives respect for mammals, for animals. You know, the children should be. It's about two dolphins, and they go after a shark that's... The villain of the sea is always on a prowl to eat little baby uh, eggs of other creatures in the sea. So women still here like the law enforcement off in the waters of the northern sea, and they get a plan to trap them with the help of Timmy the Turtle, and he's also involved in it. But I wrote two chapters. That's one about uh, sharking, and I wrote one about the Barracuda game. So there's two different chapters in this book. Well, have you tried it out on any little ones to see if they like it? 
I started writing in my 70s. I never wrote. I got a book here in front. It's in the poetry, Echoes of Yesterday, and it's called uh, Shadow of Doubt. So I was kind of happy. I saw him in a book of poetry. And then Prince has died and Mother Teresa. They both died at the same time, but Mother Teresa, Prince has died, got all the recognition. So I wrote a good poem about Mother Teresa. And this is the truth. After I wrote that poem, I went to the casino and won $10,000. I never won none that big. Wow. So I always wonder if Mother Teresa had something to do with that. You never and know. she's in a book of poetry. Yeah, yeah. So I was writing a little poetry, and then all of a sudden I decided to write something for the children, you know. And to the stores, you know, that's what Page Publishing is doing for me. And then, of course, I'm buying books. I'm passing them all out, like Seattle, Florida, Chicago. I got a sister. She already bought, what, bought 20 books. Pass around out to a church, you know. So at least it's getting around a little bit. You feel good about I it? Really, the thing is, if this did come like successful where it moves a little bit, I, I would like to see a cartoon movie of it. That would, that would be something. What is it? Finding Dory is the big movie now. Look, yeah, that's the one I just saw. That was kind of cute and everything, you know. Good, good little story, yeah. I'd like to get something like that going, and even a series, perhaps, you know. Well, you never know. You never know. Anything can happen. Well, I was going to try to contact somehow, like Walt Disney and some other studios that make these here uh, movies, and then find out how it goes from there, you know. Well, good luck. But are you with Page Publishing? Publishing? Because I even saw them advertising now here in Arizona. Page advertises everywhere, yes. I work for Page. I do the interviews. Oh, I see. Okay. And I went to my neighborhood newspaper, and they printed a nice story, and I sent that copy to your uh, outfit. So your local newspaper did a story on yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, they did. So That's I was awesome. kind of pleased with that, too, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for sending that along, Ed. That's the way to get started. Finally, tonight, Daniel Cheney has written a children's book with one of the longest titles I think I've ever heard. Daniel, what, what is the title? Uh, the name of it's called Short Detail of the Great Pig Detective, Mr. Hoskins, The Case of the Missing Eight. All righty. Okay, the book is pretty much about a great pig detective who gets a job offering, or pretty much a case, to help find a missing egg for this goose named Miss Goose, who has lost her, most likely had her egg stolen. And he's on a mission to make sure that nothing bad happens to it, or pretty much to find it in time, per se. And he has to go through, all the way through town, you know, just to try and find, you know, wherever it is. And he has to ask friends and everybody else in town who may know where the egg is. The lessons you learn is always uh, do the right thing. And if you have a problem, uh, you know, always, you know, try and seek help. Never, ever try and do it on your own because more or less you probably end up with, end up at dead end. It started off as an inspiration. Um, you know who Bob Hoskins is? Yes, I do. Well, it started off with an inspiration of him. You see, I was a big fan of his growing up as a kid. And uh, I don't know how the story came about. It just came about when I was trying to write a horror book one night. And I uh, ended up going in and a dead end on that. And I had to pretty much cut that off. And the next morning when I woke up, I came up with a brand new idea. I'm like, hey, well, I'm going to write another children's book and see how this one turns out. So I went ahead. I came up with an idea. Just for a snap and a snap of a finger, and I got it done within two different days or two different weeks. So all together, it took about nine and a half hours to complete. How are you telling people about it? 
Well, I pretty much I go around and I tell them, you know, if y'all got kids, you know, read this book. You know, it's a great children's book. Your kids will love it. They love mysteries and they love solving mysteries or they like a little bit of comedy because this book has some comedy uh, mixed in with it as well because, you see, I want kids not only to get like a good mystery tale, but I want them to get at least a little bit of a good laugh out of it too. So that's the reason why I put like a pretty much like a, a little deputy in there, you know, pretty much help this character out. Is this your first children's book? Well, not actually. I've written um, a book before this, a manuscript, but it hasn't really gotten noticed yet, but I'm going to try and see if I can get uh, sent over to Page Publishing since this one done such pretty good work. Yeah, how did this uh, turn out for you, okay? Oh, it done awesome. Uh, I have friends and family saying they loved it. That's great. You have little kids reading it? Is it for little kids? Yes, it's for all ages. <laughs> all right, Daniel, a big fan of Bob Hoskins. Remember him from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Um, that scene where Jessica asks him to help find Roger. Do we have that clip somewhere, Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play it. Mr. Valiant. Mr. Valiant. got the wrong idea about me, Mr. Valiant. I'm a pawn in this, just like Roger. Can you help me find him? Just name your price, and I'll pay it. Yeah, I bet you would. You've got to have the rabbits to make the scam work. No, 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 I love my husband. You've got me all wrong. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. Yeah, well, you don't know how hard this being a man looking at a woman looking the way you do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I love that, Rob. I'm not bad. I just sound this way. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up another edition of the Page Publishing Book Club. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Please check back next week. Pretty sure we're going to be here. Hey, we have to share our airtime with the Mets. We love our Mets, so bear with us. The season will be over before you know it. By the way, if you miss a show, you just got to hear it. Not a problem. Go to 710WOR.iHeart.com. 710WOR.iHeart.com. All you have to do is check out the weekend schedule. We are there for you. You can just download us and listen to us whenever you want. And one more thing before we go. I know, Rob, you can't wait to get out of here, right? You got a big date tonight? Hot date tonight? Huh? With your wife? Going out? <laughs> At 1 a.m.? <laughs> I mean, 12.30 or whatever time it is. It's late or early, uh, however you want to look at it. Anyway, you really, really, really have to check out Len and Todd in the morning. And uh, you can do it. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be any anywhere in the country. That's why that's why we have iHeartRadio. Len and Todd in the morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Trust me on this. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It'll be huge. And I'm there. I'm there in the mornings with them. So what more could you ask for? <laughs> Alrighty then, we gotta go. We will see you next time right here on 710WOR. Have a great weekend. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? 
Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-204-6099 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-204-6099 for your free author submission kit. This has been a podcast from WOR. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.